Hello, everybody, and welcome to what I assume will be the final Best Picture recap for 2016 of uh, the 2016 Best Picture nominees. Uh, I'm one of your hosts, Jacob Lacey, joined again today, as always, by Aaron Hahn. Hello. Aaron, the Oscars were tonight. We've, we've seen them. We saw the complete and utter anarchy that was brought down upon upon the Oscars. Um, but, of course, <laughs> congratulations to Moonlight. Congratulations and to everyone who won. Second twist, it turns out it was Hacksaw Ridge oh. all along. And that's why we're doing this, doing this recap still. Yep. That's why. We're exclusive, exclusive, exclusive to our podcast. The take. true winner. Of the no, no alternative facts here, guys. All right. You know, we're, we're really no fake news because, you know, both of them fake news. Hacksaw Ridge, yep. Mel Gibson. The Reboot Already Underway is your only reliable source yep. to give you the correct best picture win. If you can't tell, we're, we're joking pretty heavily I'm, right I'm, now. I'm not joking. Uh, guys, 100% this week we're talking about uh, Hacksaw Ridge. Um, Aaron, you and I have both seen this now. We haven't talked to each other about how we felt about the film at all. Uh, so we're going in blind. We don't know each other's emotions or, or how we felt or wh- what we thought of this film. So let's, of course, as always, as we round out this Best Picture recap, talk about... How, like, how we felt about the film, of course, but with no spoilers first. Aaron, what'd you think about Hacksaw Ridge? I mean, I definitely enjoyed it. Like, mm-hmm. I, I feel like it made it probably around my 20s Yeah, in my ranking for the list. Same. It, it was kind of like that at that level where it's just like, this is like a good movie. It very t- at times very moving. It's very well made, but then at the same time, there's also some pretty glaring flaws that kind of you know drag it down a little. Yeah, no, I uh, I definitely agree. I think that um, I I think overall it was an enjoyable experience. Uh, this is very much the crowd pleaser of the year. I think this and Arrival and and. I don't even Hidden know if figures, I would call a rival. Right. I would say like this and Hidden Figures with yeah. the big, yeah, yeah, um, big crowd pleasers to in- include and get people to watch, even though they don't really stand a chance of of winning uh, the big prize. Um, but overall, I-, I think performances are are pretty good. Um, I think Andrew Garfield is good, even though I'm not entirely sure what he's doing all the time in this movie. Like I don't know what he's going for. <laughs> I'm like. Okay, especially at the beginning. Um, but then by the end, I think once we get to the actual war segments, his performance is, is actually much better. And, uh, ex- well, we'll get to spoilers later. Um, but yeah, and then Vince Vaughn. Why? I did not know Vince Vaughn was going to be in this movie. And I was like, is he still trying to do drama? He should have quit Psycho? at Psycho. Psycho, like, yeah. Like, why? Like, like if, if you gave a performance like he gave in the Psycho remake. Yeah. You should just be, like, barred from acting in drama ever again. And now, here's the thing. He's not bad in this movie, but the whole time... No, no. That's Vince Vaughn. 
<laughs> he just can't not see Vince Vaughn in this. Yeah, role. to to be fair, I was surprised that he did like actually a, a yeah. pretty good job in it. It's just but w- it, when you're, you're that right that it is kind of distracting because you're just like, why is Vince Vaughn in this movie? <laughs> like, could they not get Matthew Broderick? <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, uh, yeah, Vince Vaughn is okay. I think. Um, goodness gracious, what is her name? Teresa Palmer. Um, interesting performance i didn't realize it was her until credits rolled yeah i didn't notice until the credits and i was like oh yeah Mm -hmm. but i was very disappointed that like she didn't like come back at the end of the movie it's just like oh okay i guess we just completely forgot about her character yeah yeah because she was completely unimportant yeah can't can't have women ruining our manly war movie you know (laughs) (laughs) yeah that's it is kind of how that felt um but let's get into spoilers because I think this movie is very spoiler heavy. Can you spoil real life? We're about to find out right now. <laughs> um, so uh, the, the scene where I'm like, Andrew Garfield is fantastic in this. Definitely, I think the most emotional scene in the film is the like, just let me get one more scene where he's like, let me just go back and get one more. That part had me in tears. So I'm like, Man, this guy's a hero. And then during the movie, you're like, all right, I'm going to say he maybe saved like 20 people. 75 in that one battle. Like, that's insane. That is insane. Like, Yeah, not going to lie. I started tearing up as well yeah, at that part. It's like, for real, dude is a, an American hero. And the thing is, he saved not only the lives of Americans, but also of the Japanese army. It's like, man, some real American values on display in this movie. It's nice to see. <laughs> um, American values? What are those? I've yeah. forgotten. <laughs> I've forgotten. Um, but yeah, um, I just think it's it's a really great performance when you get to the actual part of war. And overall, I think... I mean, of course, you say this all the time, say what you will about Mel Gibson. His direction in this film is really great. Um, the way he films war is absolutely horrifying, like it should be. I think there were moments, there were just moments in this movie where I was just tearing up because I'm like, this is, this is horrifying. Like, this is brutal and it's senseless and it's just, it is war and like, personified in one film in one scene really even and it uh it doesn't hold back it doesn't like decide no we don't have to show you these horrible gory details because that is what war is i don't know that was the thing that i that really struck me about this film and i don't even like war films as we've discussed war (laughs) films not my favorite so yeah no i agree that his direction is fantastic say what you will about him as a person and i feel like we ourselves have said a lot said on the so podcast <laughs> well i was gonna tweet tonight because i was gonna do like a, a best dressed or whatever and then i was gonna be like most improved mel gibson because he shaved the beard because <laughs> but oh god mel gibson's just a creep <laughs> um anyway straying from that um what do you, what else do you think Aaron? what what's What's some standouts for you from this? Some standouts? Yeah. Or what didn't mm. you like, even? 
Well, I mean, I, I feel like that might be a, where we're at right now. Might be a good jumping off point for like uh, a bit of a debate. A debate I was having like with myself. I'm not sure if you like had the same kind of debate sure. about the film. Where in the sense, it's like there's definitely a conflict going on within this film in the sense that it's supposed to be supporting, like promoting pacifism. Mm-hmm. Like the whole point is that he's a pacifist, that he's nonviolent. And yet at the same time, it has some of the goriest, most violent war scenes I've seen in a long time. And, uh, and, and, you know, on the one hand, you could argue that that's the point, that it's showing the brutality of war to show, like, why his position is so important, you know? Like, this mm-hmm. is what he wants to avoid. And obviously, this is horrifying. Like, we don't want violence like this. But at the same time, there's moments in the film where it feels like the film is enjoying the violence a little too much, you know? Like, it, yeah. it, it feels like it's enjoying being this gory action film. See, I don't know like that I, I felt I, that. I don't know that it ever, like, enjoyed it. I, I don't know. I don't think I ever felt that from this. Um, I, think I, I, I think the thing is with me, I think, like, specifically, like, the very first time they headed up on the Axe Origin, like, the, how we kind of, like, lose track of Andrew Garfield's character or just like caught up in the battle of it. Mm-hmm. And I feel like I don't know, it just made me it felt like a different movie at that point. It felt like we weren't like yeah. following this the perspective of this pacifist character through this violence. It was more just yeah. like here's some action scenes to keep you entertained or whatever. Yeah, the movie does do that a lot. It is very much first hour him going to war, him in his relationship with his family, with his wife. And then the second hour is just all war. It's very much like a film in two acts, basically, <laughs> um, where they're very different. Um, but, yeah, I don't know that I ever got the the feeling that it was enjoying it. But I, I did get the feeling that it felt disjointed because we don't really see him for the beginning of that battle very much. Um, we don't really follow him. We're following Vince Vaughn and uh, some of the other characters whose names I don't remember. Um, got goodness gracious! I had something I wanted to say about that, but now I can't remember anymore. So I don't know. I don't know. I did like that this film avoided a cliche that I thought was going to happen as soon as they introduce it. As soon as she's like, here's this Bible, keep it in your pocket. Like, oh, you thought it was, like it was going to stop yeah, a bullet or something? I'm like, it's going to stop a bullet. <laughs> or, like, he's gonna live. or like when the uh, Japanese soldier like stabs, like yeah. when he's hiding under the body and then stabs yeah. it. I was like, oh, he's not, if he stabs the Bible, I'm yeah. done. I'm, I'm out. Show I'm out movie of this off. movie, yeah. <laughs> Even if it is true, don't put it in your movie. <laughs> it's too cliche <laughs> at this point. Um, yeah, so I was kind of happy that they didn't go for that angle because that was... As soon as they said that, I'm like, that's going to save him. But no, it saved his soul, Aaron. Yeah. And, oh, mm-hmm. that's what I was going to say. I don't know that this movie necessarily is promoting pacifism so much as that it's promoting standing by your convictions. Which is, like, I, I found an, to be an interesting, like, topic for a film that we don't really ever see too much. It's just, it's about... 
standing by what you believe in, um, helping others uh, with those beliefs, and uh, not right, letting. I, no, sorry. I mean, I think I think you're right that maybe saying pr- it was promoting path- pacifism was a port- was the wrong choice of words because I do think it's very interesting, especially in that like final moment where he's dragging Vince Vaughn's character back through the battlefield. And it's like the two of them working together. Like he he touches the gun for the first time, but he's mm-hmm. using it to drag Vince Vaughn back. And yet at the same time, Vince Vaughn, you know, is carrying his other gun and shooting all the soldiers that are pursuing them. And it's kind of like that balance between their two uh, philosophies, you know, yeah. the pacifism and the, you know, justified violence. Yeah. So I do, I do think at the end it makes the message more nuanced than that. Not mm-hmm. that everyone should be a pacifist, but, you know. Right, that there is there's value in your convictions as a human. Like there's va- even if it seems right. crazy, um, you can still help people with them. You can still be useful to people, even if everyone tells you that you're not, or that things that things that people will like make fun of you. Oh, you're going to die. It's like, no, I'm not going to die. And I'm going to save 75 of you. So take that, <laughs> like put that in your pipe and smoke it, please. Um, yeah, I, I I liked this movie a lot, honestly. I I mean, of course, I think... Ha- haven't seen Fences yet, but I think you cut this and uh, Lion, of course. Um, and then you have an extremely strong group of Best Picture nominees. Um, but this one, overall, very solid movie, I think. Yeah, I mean, I definitely... In my opinion, I don't think it was worthy of a Best Picture now, but I understand why I got it, because that's just kind of... It plays into a lot of the stuff the Academy likes. Mm-hmm. And so, like, I did really enjoy it, though. Like, it, as we said, excellent directing, uh, good acting, and it was very moving, especially at that one moment that we t- talked about. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, I think I had problems with the disjointed feeling of the structure where it's very much split into like those two halves that don't quite gel together well the disappearance of his uh girlfriend when you're just like oh i guess like could we not just throw that in there (laughs) yeah and then just uh that same kind of i'm still not settled on the the debate over whether it's like it's focus on the extreme gore was a hindrance or a strength. Yeah, that that's that's something to look into, I think. Because that is an interesting point, and I have heard that argued um, when I've heard this film talked about, is that, you know, that does hinder the film. And I don't know. I, I think there's a point to be made there, but I also think that it depends on what you personally are taking from the film's message. Because, of course, art is subjective. You take from it what you will from it. And I mostly took the idea of standing by convictions. Some people might take the whole pacifism idea. And I think that depending on what you take, you might see that section in a different light. Um, so it's mostly just down to what did uh, Mel Gibson want from it? What did the writers want from it? And like, what was the performance? Like what was Andrew Garfield going for? I think might be the best way to figure out. Well, maybe at the same, but at the same time, a lot of modern art criticism would say that the artist is dead, and that doesn't really matter what they intended. It matters That's, what no, yeah, you I'm, respond to it with. 
Of course. I mean, that's what I'm saying. I like, even if they were promoting the pacifism, I didn't take that from it. I think it's interesting to look at it from what they wanted too, though, and see if like they hindered their own. Yeah, I mean, I mean, I'm not saying it's the be all end all. I'm just saying that's an interesting point to take from it. Yeah, agreed. (sighs) But I mean, that's part of it, though, because I feel like Mel Gibson enjoyed the violence. Just just gonna assume. (laughs) He's gonna direct Suicide Squad too, so. I feel like he might like violence at least just a just a little bit. Um, so I mean, you look at like Passion of the Christ, and it's just God. like, all right, can we just talk about you're this enjoying this a little bit too much? Passion though, of the Christ, not a good movie. In in fact, not it's really. a very bad movie. Not very bad. It's just it's not, not very bad. No, it's uh way overhyped for a film that's m- mediocre. <laughs> really, honestly. Um, <clears throat> But yeah, uh, so yeah, that that was weird going in. I'm like, I don't know what to expect from Mel Gibson as a director. I mean, the only film I'd seen was Passion of the Christ, and that was 13 years ago now. So, was it really? Yeah, I believe so. Wow. It was 2003, right? 2004, maybe? Um, no idea. So yeah, I mean, so his style has changed a lot since then, even. I mean, he hadn't directed anything since 2006. So... Yeah, it would have been 13 years. So, I don't know. It, it was an interesting film. One that I'm sure I'll probably see again. Uh, just if for nothing other than that one, just one more scene. Like, that is... It's so good. <laughs> it's so I feel good. like this is a film I'll end up seeing again just because this feels like a film that, like, my parents would, like, really want to watch and then really enjoy. So, I'll just be like, well, I guess I'm watching this again. Yeah. Yeah. And I think the beginning is cheesy, like way too cheesy, like the way he meets his, his wife and like the whole opening to that is like, this is the luckiest man on earth. <laughs> like, yeah, he almost kills his brother, but everything after that, like this man is just so lucky. Like, I don't know if I can connect with this character. <laughs> He's just a lucky guy. Rocky, get away. <laughs> my cat is trying to eat my pizza. No, keeping that in, I don't care. But, uh, <laughs> um, <laughs> hey, man. Yep. He's a crazy cat. Kind of like Andrew Garfield. I'm assuming he's a cool guy. I don't know. So, Aaron, now that the, now that the best picture recap is over, we've talked about so many films. We've talked about La La Land. We've talked about Moonlight. We talked about Hell or High Water. We talked about Manchester by the Sea, and now we've talked about Hacksaw Ridge. Um, yeah. The Oscars have happened. If you're listening to this, you already know about the crazy train twist wreck. ending. <laughs> it really was a train wreck. Like, here's the thing. We can talk about this right now. It's the final one. Happy that Moonlight won. Just wish that they didn't mess up and make everyone from La La Land go on stage, give a speech, and then, like, no, no, not like, you. Like, how did it take that long? It took way <laughs> like, too long. Two of, like, the producers had already given their speeches well, by the, the time Well, it's the same thing with that out. Miss America with Steve Harvey. Like, he says the wrong one. She's, like, it takes, like, ten minutes, and they're like, no, you didn't actually win. Or not Miss America, Miss Universe or whatever. What, yeah, yeah. Um, like how does how does something like this happen and how 
is everyone not just losing their minds? Like in the, I mean, like in the audience, everyone's like, oh no. But <laughs> like, it's just such a, I just, I don't know. They're on the TV right now, the Moonlight guys. They're, they're, uh, they're winning. They're like, hey, <laughs> what just happened? And, and you know, you feel bad for La La Land, but you also feel bad for Moonlight because they were robbed of like their real moment um, of winning. So, mm-hmm. just an interesting year, man. <laughs> such a weird... well, at the same time, both of them were such great films. Yeah, um, you can't even like... be mad about it. Like, you can't be mad about either one winning, um, really, because I was just, just like, eh, I'll take it either way. You yeah, know? take it either way. You want to give you want to give a rival it to? All right. Like, I mean, if they came up and they'd be like, "Oh, it was Lion all along," I'd be like, "Oh my god, yeah." If they were like, "Lion wins it," <laughs> like. Mm. I saw the lion. It's not that good. <laughs> like maybe let's not. I haven't seen it yet, but I'm just gonna hate it anyway. <laughs> no, don't hate it. It's it's a good movie. Um, it's no, it's one of those movies. I feel like I'm just gonna like be annoyed at because it's just like so aggressively <laughs> like Oscar bait. The 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 bland kind of good. You're just like, it's a good movie. But I hate it for it. <laughs> yeah, no, I understand the bland kind of good. That That is a thing. That's Lawrence of Arabia. Um, <laughs> um, Still haven't gotten around to seeing it. Just don't. Just don't watch it. <laughs> just don't. Um, guys, thank you for listening to these. Maybe we'll do something similar to this at some point in the future. I'd like to continue maybe doing kind of a short form uh, middle of the week thing. Uh, you know interspersed between the big ones maybe we'll get something like that going at some point but for now guys this has been the reboot already underways best picture recap talking about hacksaw ridge talking about all those other movies that i mentioned earlier and uh guys thursday brand new episode of reboot already underway and uh yeah we'll see you all then and uh remember moonlight best picture of 2016 And best picture of 2017, The Bye-Bye Man. When when are you going to stop this, man? (laughs) Never. (laughs) All right, we'll see you all next time. Goodbye.